So this is uh, Robert Craig. I'm Executive Director of Citizen Action of Wisconsin. And what we're here to talk about is a report we're releasing right now on Governor Walker's jobs agency, the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, also known by the acronym WEDEC, which has been a very controversial, there have been a lot of issues about accounting and accountability at, w, at, the, at, at WEDEC at the WDC. Uh, one of the things that, in, because of all the controversies around the jobs agency, uh, has been that they have started publishing a lot more data. And so, uh, led by Kevin Kane and our staff, we'll speak in a minute, we've delved into what this data shows about uh, um, job, job impact, job creation. We'll get into their real questions about how that is measured. Uh, but what we found that is interesting and disturbing in this report is, is that there is a huge differentiation between different regions of the state, with, some re with WEDEC claiming that some areas of the state it's impacting many more jobs than others, and within regions, Milwaukee, the city of Milwaukee, where there's a lot of urban poverty versus how many they're impacting out in the suburbs that are more prosperous, especially the surrounding collar counties. And there's an issue between districts, with so some legislative districts receiving a relatively large number of jobs, a lot getting very few jobs, a number getting no jobs whatsoever. The other thing we found that was disturbing, and this, this is all a question of whether there's a strategy or not around one of those crucial things that state government works on, that is job creation, but that there's a rather shocking partisan difference with Republican districts uh, having many more jobs impacted, according to WEDEC, than Democrats, and Republican leadership. Uh, uh, getting, especially in the assembly, uh, receiving many more jobs than the average Republican district, and of course even more than the average Democratic district. So we're concerned about what this says about the strategy. There's some weird. There's also just some weird relationships about what the investment is, how you count a job impacted, and weird situations where jobs that have where only $85,000 in one case, there's a claim that 109 jobs were impacted, another case where $2 million was invested and zero jobs were impacted. So there's a real question about what's actually being done with public money and whether or not the resources are being distributed fairly uh, across the state between the regions and between legislative districts. And we certainly think it's disconcerting to imagine that the investments have to do with whether you happen to have a Republican or Democrat representing your district, or even more, whether you have a leader uh, in the legislature in the Republican caucus uh, representing your district. Uh, so with that, and that's what we find in the report, and this is detailed, there are charts and graphs on the report, which are live right now on our website, citizenactionwi.org. Uh, but with that, and I want to say, quite frankly, that we, we think that if there's a viable job strategy, it should really focus on the areas that with the greatest economic stress. And in the, in the case of the Milwaukee area, the opposite seems to be the case, where the jobs investments are in the suburbs and, uh, and not in the city of Milwaukee, uh, where we have uh, just a tremendous uh, lack of economic opportunity already right now. So with that, Kevin, can you, Kevin Kane, our lead organizer, did the digging to compile this report? And uh, so, Kevin, you want you delve into some of the numbers, and then we'll get reactions from Senator Larson and Representative Pash. So, Kevin, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for uh, letting us do this. So, uh, our, our report showed a variety of different uh, uh, statistics that we found quite interesting, especially around. I'll start with the partisan difference that we found. Um, we looked at, and, and WEDEC has on their website an impact map where they break down uh, the jobs projected, which they refer to as jobs created and jobs retained. 
uh, into one big number. Um, on their website, by map, by county, by economic region, by assembly district, and by senate district. So with that, we looked at uh, the assembly district, senate district, and the economic district, or economic region, uh, based on the political party of, of uh, the seat controlling that. And what we found was that uh, there's a very wide variation. Um, in one assembly district, for example, there's over 6,000 jobs supposedly projected for that one small assembly district, yet 14 assembly districts have no jobs impacted by WEDEC whatsoever. Uh, 22 assembly districts, WEDEC uh, claims have impacted over 1,000 jobs, where there's 25 districts worth less than 100. So there's a very large variation uh, between some districts that have a lot and some that have very few. We found that Republican assembly districts have close to twice as many jobs created than Democratic assembly districts, but uh, 389 more jobs on average in Republican districts versus uh, Democratic assembly districts. And we also found that the Republican leaders in the assembly have a disproportionately high number of jobs. The uh, majority leader, Bill Kramer, uh, has a rate of eight times higher than the average Republican uh, district, and that Representative Speaker Boss and uh, uh, Joint Finance Committee co-chair John Niger have a quite disproportionately high number of jobs impacted compared with both average Republicans and average uh, Democratic districts. Uh, and so, you know, looking at that, too, we looked at uh, Senate districts and found that Senate, the difference is even more stark. Uh, there are more than twice as many jobs impacted allegedly by WEAC than uh, in Republican Senate districts than a Democratic district. And that this, this difference uh, really manifests itself geographically. In fact, in the uh, outer ring of Milwaukee County, the, the four county areas of, of Waukesha, Washington, and Ozaki, all around Milwaukee County, uh, WEDEC claims to have impacted twice as, well over twice as many jobs, uh, despite Milwaukee County being far more populous in the four-county greater Milwaukee area. Uh, to put this in perspective, um, WEDEC allegedly created one job, uh, or, excuse me, uh, impacted one job uh, for every 36 Waukesha County residents, whereas for Milwaukee County, that's one job impacted for every 166 Milwaukee County residents. Uh, yet the, in, the unemployment rate is uh, far better in Waukesha than Milwaukee. Clearly, they're not putting the, the effort where, where it's most needed. So there's this huge geographic uh, difference between this. Um, in, in areas of southeast Wisconsin, not including Milwaukee County, uh, there's about one job impacted for every 53 residents. Yet when you look at central Wisconsin, uh, Portage, Wood, Marathon County, we're talking one job impacted for every 380 residents. Uh, so it's a very stark contrast. Um, and it's clearly there's, there's jobs being impacted in key areas of the district state, and uh, there's correlation to point to uh, political influence, but that's just correlation. So this is our, our, our report findings thus far. So, Kevin, uh, thank you very much, and we'll have time for questions about the data uh, after, after the speakers. Uh, so let me turn it over to uh, Senator Chris Larson, the Democratic leader in the state Senate, and a representative from Milwaukee, from Milwaukee uh, to uh, give us your reaction. Senator Larson, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for having me, and thanks for everybody for being on the call. Um, this, uh, to discuss this, this very important report, uh, showing Governor Walker's uh, Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation um, is not a job creator, but is yet another political handout machine. Um, thanks to the research by Citizen Action, it's quite clear Walker's WEDIC has not provided what was promised to the citizens of Wisconsin. If our goal 
was to spur job creation where it is most needed, most needed in our state, then Weedick is indisputably a failure. When Wisconsin ranks 37th in the nation in job creation, down from 11th the day Walker took office, there's no doubt there's a problem. And audit after audit, and now this report on top of that shows that Weedick is not helping. Uh, now, uh, the Citizen Action Report reveals that this isn't just uh, uh, that they're not um, trying to focus on the areas they need to, but it's about uh, focusing attention uh, away from where it's needed most simply because those areas vote uh, democratically. Uh, what we have is a big mismatch of where the jobs are being impacted. Greater Wausau, Greater Eau Claire, Milwaukee County, Southwest Wisconsin are all lagging behind at a large pace of what Waukesha County in the Northeast is getting. And instead of findings, uh, in, in, instead the findings imply a political favoritism in where jobs are being impacted. If this was just a small amount, it could be chalked up to rounding errors, but Democratic districts have half as many jobs impacted by Scott Walker's week than Republican districts. Uh, this report once again raises the same serious questions about creating a quasi-public agency with limited public oversight and accountability that the public has been asking since Weedick's creation. Uh, what do we expect when you have someone whose only political experience, who's only had political experience, is named as their COO? Uh, there has been systematic favoring of Republican areas while punishing those areas that vote for Democrats. This is something we'd expect to see in New Jersey, but not in Wisconsin. It's time to root out the corruption that has plagued Wisconsin's so-called jobs agency. We need more public scrutiny, more transparency, uh, and more accountability, not less, uh, because the implications of this study show a much more deep-seated, intrinsic scandal boiling down over at Weedick. Uh, Governor Walker, who is the chairman of Weedick, has a lot of explaining to do on this. I'd like to turn it back over to Robert. Thank you very much, Senator. And I'm now going to turn it back over to Representative Sandy Pash, who we're really glad to have on the line. So, uh, Representative Pash, thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank you, Robert, and thank you for the work that you've done on this. Um, I'm going to put a, a human face on, on the people who are not being helped by WEDIC, this agency that is supposed to help Wisconsinites. Uh, I have a zip code in my district where the unemployment rate is 22.25 incredibly high unemployment. This is also the zip code with uh, the, some of the highest poverty, infant mortality. Um, many, many of the residents uh, have criminal records, so they have a harder time getting a job. This is a part of our state that desperately needs assistance, and the fact that they don't vote Republican or um, for some individuals, uh, it's becoming more and more difficult to vote. Their voices are being silenced, and as a result, they are being left behind. Um, obviously, our state isn't doing well. As uh, my colleague, Senator Larson, pointed out, we are 37th in the country in job creation. We are lagging, and the fact that this is going to special areas of the state seems to have a really high political impact on something that should not be having a political impact. I'm looking at the numbers, and Waukesha County had 6,789 jobs created in the 97th Assembly District, meanwhile zero in the 10th Assembly District. Zero in this part of Milwaukee that desperately needs assistance, and uh, we need, I'm grateful for the accountability that that uh, an action has provided, but we need a lot of explaining and answering from the governor on this really failed 
effort to bring people into middle class and, and start getting rid of this inequality that the economic inequality that is rampant in parts of our state. Thank you very much, uh, Representative. And, and let me just conclude. The numbers are so confounding as far as these disparities that almost none of the explanations that could be given are good. It, it runs the spectrum from literally political payback, making the investments in Republican districts and in Republican leader districts deliberately, to uh, lacking no plan whatsoever and just taking credit for jobs that, that happen to be occurring. Uh, though at that far into the spectrum, it's still hard to understand why Republican districts would do well and the Democrats would do not well unless literally have to do with what they choose to count. However you slice it, it's hard to see that there is a real economic strategy here for the whole state of Wisconsin, for all the people of Wisconsin, that actually is focused on using our scarce public resources to expand economic opportunity for everyone, which we ought to hold state government responsible for. Uh, Governor Walker chose to privatize uh, the Department of Commerce, and the results were disastrous in its first couple of audits, and now that they have transparency, the numbers being reported by them themselves are deeply disturbing. So that's why we released this report and want to have this call. So with having said all that, let me open it up to see if there are any questions. Kevin, do people need to uh, do star six in order to unmute themselves to ask any questions? Yes. Yes, this is star six. So let's see if there are any questions from reporters on the call for uh, about the report or to any of the speakers. Um, yeah, this uh, this is uh, Mark Schaff from the Journal Times. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, go right ahead. Thank you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, um, I had a couple questions here. Um, how much is attributed? Um, like, and I don't, uh, like, I don't have the numbers, um, uh, or, 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 like, I'm sort of, like, just kind of going over them, um, so maybe this um, it, 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 it can be answered, but um, on the, how much of the disparity, I guess, um, between the Republican and the Democratic districts uh, can be attributed just, uh, uh, like, just to the fact that there are more, um, more uh, Republican districts in the Assembly, especially, uh, than there are Democratic districts. Uh, this is by district, right, Kevin? So this wouldn't be re this wouldn't reflect the number of districts, right? Is that that's correct, Kevin? Right? Yeah, we also did it by average. We also have a list on the report oh, okay. of each individual one. So if there was more Republican districts that below the average, then that would actually bring their balance. Oh, I see. More, different, yeah. more on average. All right. Yeah. So like you're looking at um, on like averages and things like that. Yeah, percentages. Yeah, and then um, I, I guess another question is uh, would be like, um, so like let's say um, you had a district who or uh, that had a very um high number of jobs created because of WEDEC, um, and, uh, uh, that's right next to a district that uh, does not have as many jobs, um. I was like, I guess a counter argument could be like, well, you know, those jobs are still in the area, and those people in the other district could benefit from the jobs that are just being created in the general area. Um, do you have any uh, 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 thoughts or comments on that issue? I do. 
Um, if I can just say something, um, this is Sandy. Go ahead, go ahead, Representative. Go ahead, I, no, I'm, I'm just looking at these numbers, and, and if I look at the Senate districts, so the 4th uh, Senate District, Lena Taylor's district, had a total of 104 jobs created. So those, and the, the adjoining district, Senator Nakia Harris's district, had 405 jobs. So that argument really doesn't hold either. Plus, this, uh, we're doing very little, we being state, but I'm going to put the onus on the majority party because they're the ones who control things, are doing very little at breaking down the barriers to get people to where they need to work, making sure that there's a robust public transit. So if there are jobs created in Brookfield, how are people going to get to Brookfield? How are they going to get to Waukesha from Milwaukee? We don't have the transportation to get them there. And we don't have the housing available in those areas, too. To me, this is really the leader um, picking winners and losers and and not doing justice to people who need assistance in, in uh, obtaining jobs. Hmm. All right, thank you. Yeah, uh, let me just add to the question. Uh, you, you could argue that maybe there are some instances where there's a district line right in the middle, and so people, some people might, a district might look like it has zero, but there are jobs available to those residents they can get to. Uh, but that would, that, that would wash out across the whole state as far as that, as far as the numbers it's bizarre that the that the the huge that there'd be huge correlation between partisanship of the district and leadership whether you're in leadership or not in in the state assembly and the jobs being created in that district itself it's just very odd and required we think requires uh, requires explanation but then Sandy Pash is absolutely right in many cases even if you can say the job is 10 miles away in Brookfield because of the differences between suburban Milwaukee and uh, and Milwaukee County there's no way for the people who need the jobs most to get to those jobs given the lack of mass transit links and there's and the lack of, of affordable housing but very good questions so let me see are there any, let me see if there are any other questions or follow-up? Start six on you. Just going to give it another another minute here, just in case people, anyone's having trouble unmuting. So we'll be available to comment further, walk reporters through uh, the, the numbers uh, today, and then we'll also be happy to set up any, if you need to talk to, or would like to talk to Senator Larson or Senator Pash anymore, to, to, to make that possible as well. Uh, so, uh, Robert, can you hear me? Hey, oh, there you are. Go ahead. Go right ahead. From WXPR. Do you have, are the numbers broken out uh, for northern Wisconsin, uh, or was it mainly in the southern part of the state? It's the whole state. So your part of the state um, is specifically counted. So, Kevin, do you want to run through the uh, Rhinelander area where it fits in? Sure. We broke down what's the uh, uh, economic region that they call the Northern Economic Development Organization, and that's uh, uh, Forest, Langlade, Oneida, and Violet. Um, then we can contrast that with the, the uh, close by. So Northern is kind of right in the middle. There's like one job created for every or or retained for every 105 uh, residents. So we have that uh, total number and, and total population on here too, as well as the assembly district, the Senate district, or for your uh, your area. 
Okay, and there's a, there's a graph at the bottom which shows each of the regions as defined by WEDEC. And so you can see where Northeast fits in and, and uh, where Rhinelander is and where they fit into all the other regions of the state. In general, the north has, uh, in the western part of the north, is more Democrats, and the eastern part is more Republicans. I guess I was curious as to whether there was any uh, anomaly showing up there. There's a slight one for uh, northwest. So um, moving from Price County westwards, there's about uh, a difference of about 130, of about 20 jobs, um, excuse me, 20 people per job. So it's about 105 uh, people for every one job retained or, or created for uh, northern, you know, Oneida Forest Pilot. Uh, and then westward, it's about one job for every 121 people. So there is a difference uh, in the wider region of the whole state. It's a little less than, than central Wisconsin is from uh uh, northern Wisconsin, but uh, there is a difference. Okay, thank you. So let me see. Uh, very good questions. Any other any other questions from uh, reporters on the call? At star six to unmute. So we're happy to answer further questions as people look at the report. And please call Kevin Kane's number. Is on the media advisory. Kevin, why don't you re-give your cell phone number because I'm out of the office. It'll be harder to reach than Kevin. Kevin, why don't you re-give your cell phone number? 414-550-8280. The call also has been recorded, and we'll post it on our website very soon. I'll unmute and, uh, now in case you can have no, I thank Senator Larson. Thank you very much. All and, attendees uh, are muted. All attendees are unmuted. Thanks, Robert. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.